You know, as I was preparing for today's message, I realized as modern day readers, if we read too quickly, we lose all of the nuances of the small significant details of our passage. And what I mean by this is, if you read the second verse, uh, second half of verse 1, Paul says, to the saints who are in Ephesus and care faithful and care faithful in Christ Jesus. To the saints in Ephesus. And when Paul writes that, none of us probably flinch. And we probably think, oh, that's nice, right? Pauline language, biblical language, the saints in Ephesus, right? But the more I was studying this, you know, if people read this back in the day, that there were saints in Ephesus, it would make people's heads turn. And what I mean by this is Ephesus was not this small, quiet, godly city. But it was a happening place. It was like Vegas, if you want to think of it. More than like a nice, quiet town in Oklahoma. During this time, it was probably, the uh, scholars say, probably the fourth or fifth largest city in the known world at that time. Fourth or fifth largest city in the world. And it was right off the port right off the Oat Sea, and so it was a port city in the near modern-day Turkey. And because of that, there was a lot of business, a lot of commerce, and so you know what that means, a lot of money, right? A lot of money being exchanged. And so if it's a big city with a lot of money being exchanged, a lot of people wanted to control it. A lot of people wanted a piece of it. So there's a lot of politicking because you want control of that city. Not only that, but Ephesus was known to be a city uh, where a lot of religion was studied and a lot of higher learning was done. And the way I noticed is that as I was studying the city, they say if you remake um, Ephesus in the center of the city and all the most popular uh, building structures, and maybe Sam will appreciate this as an architect, but the most popular uh, buildings are the ones of schools, of libraries, of religious centers, because they held Knowledge at such a high level, because if you know a lot, that's where you find strength. That's where you feel confident that you're close to God. And so do you see why people were shocked when Paul referred to the saints being in Ephesus? Because just like the various temptations that screwed in the screw tip tape letters that's laid out, pick your poison, money, power, politics, idolatry, Everything was happening in Ephesus. And so all the people there, they were so tempted to lean on these things for strength and for comfort. All these things except for God. And this is important for us to see because when we read about the people during biblical times, I don't know about you, but I judged them so hard. I'm thinking, how can you be so dumb, guys? This book was, again, around 60 AD, only 30 years after Jesus resurrected from the dead. Really? Only 30 years later and you're already uh, selling your soul to all these other things? Are you really that dumb? And yet, brothers and sisters, how many of us seek strength in the same places? You know, ironically, Philly is, I think, the fourth or fifth biggest city in our nation. A lot of business being done, a lot of money being made. How many of us are caught up in making money 
Because we believe money will provide strength. It will provide security. Many of us, how many of us seek control, seek power? Because if we have these things, we can control things, right? When I was younger, I always wondered, what's so, why are people so infatuated with status? Who cares about status? But the older I get, I get it. Because the more power you get, the more ability you have to control things and manipulate life. You feel strong. How many of us seek knowledge for strength? Perhaps we don't love school. We don't love burying our heads in the books. But how many of us feel like we need to know everything? If we know the way God works, then we will feel strong. Because we're so smart. We know everything. And so you know what's funny? We're no different than these Ephesians. These Ephesians that fell for the temptations that were laid out for them. How many of us are falling for the temptations that screw tape, that worm word, worm word, word worm lays out for us? And so friends, even though we're called to find our strength in the will of God, many times we end up following the strength of the world that's found in money, power, fame. The last thing I want us to see is to learn about Christian strength. Where does the gospel get it from? How can saints really be in Ephesus? What's the gospel power that changes people to be saints and even a place like Ephesus? You know, at the end of our camping trip that I talked about when we were traveling around in August, a couple of families from Grace Point, we spent our final days in um, Ocean City, Maryland, eating, shopping, and swimming in a nice pool. And it was glorious <laughs> compared to the woods with the mosquitoes and being hot. It was just really rough. But I think the last day or so, we went around shopping, and when we were at the outlets, everyone was kind of spread out, shopping at different places. And so there was this one time my daughter and I, we had a moment and it was in front of the Nike store, and I remember it so vividly. We're like waiting for other people to finish, and we're sitting in front of the bench. And it was a hot day again. It was noisy, cars fighting for parking spots, right, at the outlet. Buzzers going off, like beeping, like people shoplifting, and people hustling, bustling, talking, shouting, laughing. And there was just all this craziness. And in the midst of everything, my daughter goes to me, oh my gosh, look at that baby. And I turn and I look, and in the midst of all the chaos and craziness, there was this little baby sound and asleep in her father's arms. Now for most of us, I'm sure many of us would probably overlook this situation like I did. But Hope was so marveled by the fact that the baby could sleep through it all through the heat, through the cars, through the chatter, through all the noise. And I thought, huh, I guess that is pretty amazing, huh? Because really, how can the baby sleep when it's so crazy around her? And the thing I came to realize is, you know what? It's never about the circumstances. It's never about is it quiet enough if the baby can sleep. 
But what I came to realize is it's really about the baby feeling safe. If the baby is in the arms of the father, close to the heart, cheek to cheek, the baby was able to sleep through anything. If you have a child, you know this, right? If, if you have older kids like mine, we've, and they're like monsters now, you know what they were like when they were younger, right? You hold them, and they fall asleep in your arms. You bring them into their room, so quiet, nice bed. You lay them down. You try to tiptoe out the room. Bam, their eyes wake up, right? And they're like, ah! They start crying, and conditions are perfect. Why is that? Because we know there's something different about being held in your parents' arms. In the same way, if you look at verse 2, that's why Paul ends the passage the way he does. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when we realize, like Paul did, that God never holds our sins against us. Isn't that amazing? You know what Paul's been doing, what he did while he persecuted the church and killed all these people? That God never holds our sins against us. Because out of sheer grace, he didn't deserve it. We don't deserve it. That Jesus would pay for our sins and now wants to use us for the kingdom of God? My goodness. If we could only understand such grace, the only reason that God can open his arms and swallow us up and wrap it around us is only because he first spread his arms out on the cross. If we could understand that grace, if we could understand his amazing grace, the natural fruit of being held in the Father's arms is great security and great peace. And so do you see, friends, how can we find strength in God over all the temptations that screw tape lays out? Because the same grace and peace that was able to give Paul strength when he faced obstacles, when he faced resistance, is the same grace and peace that can give us strength when things seem loud and chaotic in our lives, in our schools, in our marriages, when people are sick and not healthy in our family, when there's all this uncertainty around us. When we're in the arms of our Father, that's how we find peace. And that's what will give us strength to live faithfully after him. And so if you're a Christian this morning, I know living life as a believer is not easy. Nowhere in the Bible does it promise. If you do this and that, then you know what? You're going to live a good life. Nowhere in the Bible does it say all the believers, whether it's in the past, during the exodus, or whether it's today, that we would live a life free from suffering or injustice. It never promises that. And nowhere in the Bible does it say that life will always play out fair. It will always be fair the way we see it in our eyes. 
But you know what the Bible does tell us? That our God is not blind to the brokenness around us. That he sees our pain and he knows it. That's why he sent Jesus to pour grace into our lives. He sent Jesus to fix everything. To give us much strength, to give us much peace that no chaos can ever take away from us. If you're not a Christian this morning, the question you need to ask yourself is, if not Jesus, then what's going to be my source of strength? You know what the Bible tells us, whether it's money, whether it's positions of power, whether it's knowing everything, whether it's knowledge, whatever it is, if it's not Jesus, it will not provide strength. But instead, it will leave us constantly searching Searching and constantly empty. Because these things, anything else besides God, is finite. It is limited. Where the grace and peace of God is unlimited, infinite, everlasting. And so if you're not a Christian, would you turn to Jesus? And if you do, you'll find true strength. You'll find true peace that can only be found in the Father's arms.